friend, you're listening to Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. Each week, I'll bring you inspiration, motivation, and empowering learnings to help you navigate life's unexpected terrains. I believe that the more we know, the faster we grow. So each week, I'll be teaching high-level coaching concepts that you can apply to your real life. Here's to accomplishing big dreams, believing in your inner champion, and living a life filled with ease and joy. Like all navigational tools in the 21st century, I fit right in your pocket. I'm a life coach in your pocket. Happy listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. Today I have a really special guest. I'm super excited to introduce Kevin Mefford. Kevin, I'm going to let you introduce yourself in just a second, but I need to brag on you a little bit. So Kevin and I met actually many years ago. Um, I was working in the health and fitness industry as an online health coach. And I was going to this gym at the time that was really close to my house. Like I went to that gym for the convenience factor. It was two minutes from my house. And I actually met Kevin there because Kevin is a personal trainer who's certified in NASM. So we got to know each other a little bit, you know, kind of just niceties in the gym, whatever. And then at the beginning of this year, I really injured myself extremely badly. I don't know if I've shared this actually on the podcast, but I've been in extreme amounts of pain for the better part of this year because, well, I actually didn't know why at first. I was just at the gym. I was doing my thing. Everything was going all right. And then I felt some pain and didn't really do anything about it. As a former athlete, I was just like, oh, just work through the pain, just work through the pain. Well, eventually the pain got to be so much that I couldn't work out anymore. And that's when I was really seeking professional help. How can I figure out, number one, what did I do to myself? Number two, how do I cope with all this pain that I'm in? I mean, my pain was off the charts. And number three, how do I get healing. And I was really struggling to find people that could support me. And that's when I found Kevin because Kevin's actually um, not just a personal trainer through NASM. He's also a massage certified therapist and he does sports therapy, corrective exercise specialist, and a certified massage therapist got his, co- his certification at the Fair Oaks Massage Institute. So I reached out and I'm like, Kevin, you've got to help me. I'm in so much pain and you've been massively instrumental in helping me get back on my feet, Kevin. So thank you so much for all of that. And thank you for being here today. Uh, well, thank you for the kind words. I am very excited to be here today. And um yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what I do is I kind of help people um, find answers where they're not getting them from the more traditional routes in the Western medical world. Awesome. So I'm super excited to kind of pick your brain today, Kevin, and ask you lots of questions about this kind of transformational journey that you went on from being a primarily a personal trainer to kind of switching gears and going more into sports massage therapy. So I'd love to know like what kind of shifted for you in these these different careers. So uh, as you have already established, I started off as a personal trainer and um, I've always thought early in my career that this was where I was going to 
be. I was always going to be in the uh, fitness realm, uh, and usually probably working in gyms. And uh, every, and I had my own pra or my own business at the time, and that's where we met. And um, a couple years into it, I actually suffered an in a couple of major injuries myself. Uh, I had all both within about six months. And I injured my hip um, doing an exercise, and then I injured my opposite shoulder about six months later doing another exercise. Mm -hmm. So uh, that started my path of uh, kind of honestly discovering a little bit more of who I am and um, what I or, and where to go because it really kind of threw me for a big loop, um, especially because I wasn't getting the answers for my pain from say my doctor and other medical professionals. And I was just, I felt like another number and I felt like they didn't care. So um, that started me seeking other kinds of forms of therapy. And that started uh, the next phase of my career. So it all started kind of from an injury of mine to build the foundational levels of progression into where I'm at now. Absolutely. And I actually, so I watched your journey a little bit and a couple years ago, I was seeking you out for some corrective massage. At that time, you were doing primarily traditional massage therapy, and I, I, nothing against it. I loved it. I was like, please support me. I'm sore. I'm this. I'm that. And then I kind of stopped hearing from you. We've joked about about this, about how you kind of ghosted um, all everyone. And so I was like, would you share that? Would you be willing to open up and share what happened last year when you, you know, you kind of stopped responding? Absolutely. So uh, I went to massage school in 2017 and then I graduated and I was just doing regular traditional massage, like you said, and that's where we continued to work together. Um, and then COVID hit right? COVID hit and uh, was absolutely devastating for the entire world. Um, and for me, I was having my own practice as a massage therapist. And I had to shut down two separate times. And I started getting really bitter uh, and very angry at the world and just uh, of circumstances that were beyond my control. But I allowed that to just permeate into my brain that just started to seep into other aspects of my life that just spun me into a downward spiral of self-pity and depression. And uh, um, I know the person that I come off as to people is kind of a, a person of hope and inspiration. And um, I didn't feel that. Um, I felt nothing but angry. And so I literally, exactly the perfect word of choice, I ghosted everybody. I had people reaching out to me and I would just, I would just ignore them. Literally, I wouldn't respond at all. And I would just wallow in my own self-pity and hatred because I was unable to do what I loved. And um, honestly, I just, I, I let myself uh, dig a hole of just dirtiness and ugliness. Well, it's interesting. I'm really glad that we're talking about this because those are classic symptoms of depression. 
I didn't know at that time that that's what, what was going on. Otherwise I would have been banging on your door. Um, <laughs> being my friend, <laughs> right? <laughs> but when you're like losing interest in hobbies that you once really enjoyed, not ha even having the energy or stamina to respond to people, whether they be clients or friends or family, those are classic signs of depression. Did you know you were depressed? In the moment, um, I, I really kind of, I didn't know where I was. I was just in so much of an angry mode because you know, I wasn't able to practice. Um, but if I were to go get a job working for a chiropractor, I could practice. So I was just focused mm -hmm. on the anger part of it in the moments. And then like towards the end of all of that cycle, I, you know, hindsight's kind of always 2020. And I realized, oh, shoot, you know, I, I really was in a pit of, of my own depression at that time. And it was hard for me to kind of uh, take a step back in that moment and l take a look from the outside because I was just so involved in it. And I was just allowing it to just completely consume everything uh, in my life, thought patterns, belief systems, everything. So in the moment, I didn't even really know it um, at all. Yeah. But there, like the, funny, right? Exactly. Hindsight's always twenty twenty on it, you know? So yeah, in the moment I didn't know, but it was revealed to me from somebody else, you know? Um, somebody, a mentor of mine came and recognized where I was at and, and had a belief within me and um, my gifts and my abilities and what I can do for people that kind of was the catalyst to help me start digging myself out of that pit. You know, that's so true. That's like the, the power of coaching. We always say you can't read the label from within inside the jar. Like sometimes you just need somebody else that says, um, this is what I'm seeing. Are you okay? Is everything all right? Do you need a hand? Um, so when they express that they were concerned about you being depressed were you shocked were you relieved like what was that experience like my initial reaction was denial because mm -hmm. uh, again I was still in that anger and hatred I was, I was just like no I'm not I just this is such bs from you know our government and the world and this current state of affairs that the whole world is in like it's just not fair I guess that was the message I kept saying to myself it's like this just isn't fair it isn't fair and that's when I really discovered um, or rediscovered rather through my mentor that, you know, it, it's not about perception is way more important and valuable than reality because yeah. we all were experiencing the same reality in our own ways. Mm -hmm. But what really mattered was our own perception about it. And my perception about it was I was just angry yeah. and I was blaming everybody else and never really looking in a mirror, you know, and realize that I was projecting this out into the world. And it, it, other parts of my life and relationships started to fail uh, because of that as well. And again, I faced that with the same amount of anger and hatred, you know, pointing my fingers at others rather than looking in that mirror and realizing, oh, holy smokes, I'm projecting this out from within me. This is me. Every interaction that I'm having right now, every reaction from other people that I'm getting from our interactions, I'm looking at in a mirror. If they're reacting negatively over something I'm saying, 
that's because that's what's happening internally inside of me. I'm projecting that out to them and it's being thrown back to me in, the, in this form of uh, whatever kind of conversation that I was having at the time. Absolutely. So. A thousand percent in coaching. So there's two terms. There's two terms you're talking about that are actually coaching terms that we use in coaching. One of them is perception is projection. What you're experiencing in your outer world is coming from within. And you did a great job of explaining that. And the other thing that I'm hearing you say, Kevin, was that you were what I call in effect. And in effect is when everything's outside of your control. All the, circumci- all the circumstances are outside of your control. All, everything is outside of your control. And when you're in that headspace, it is really difficult to take your empowerment back. How can you if you feel like it's outside of you? Exactly. And that's exactly what I was feeling the entire time was my power had been stripped from me. And uh, how, how do I get it back at this point? You know? Right. So. And I would love to ask because, and we're going to get into your story and how much has shifted and changed for you in the past year. But what advice would you give to people who are struggling with depression? So, my number one thing, and this is something that I would always uh, promote and um, to my clients, even before all of this, before I even got into massage and where I'm at now, when I started as a personal trainer from day one, my kind of uh, creed, if you will, um, that I would tell all of my clients and friends and family too, number one tip is you've got to celebrate those small daily victories, Okay. Mm-hmm. Those, those are markers of progress. And if we can focus on those small daily victories, then we start to create a, uh, a, a habit. And once we create that habit, habit creates routine. And if there are positive habits and positive small victories, which is what we should be focusing on, that starts to create that routine for success. But in order to get even there, in order to get to the point where you're celebrating those small victories, you have to have awareness first. And in order to have that awareness, that is when you need to go deep within yourself uh, through meditation, getting out in nature, doing things that take your mind off of the daily grind of things, go within and discover exactly what it is that you truly value in life, what you desire in life. And kind of what your gifts are that you have within that we all have that is that you can use to go out there and change the world with and get real clear on all that but it all starts with that kind of awareness so going within and then using that awareness to celebrate those small victories which lead into habit formation and the habit formation is the recipe for success So I have to interject and just let my listeners know how genuine and authentic you're being right now, because I don't even know if you realize this, Kevin, but this is the exact same advice that you gave me when I was like, I'm in so much chronic pain. I can't sleep at night. I can't eat. I can't exercise. I can't even walk. I can't even put my own shoes on. I'm in so much pain. And it's almost as if we just pressed, we recorded that conversation and played it for everybody here (laughs) track your markers of progress because I promise you are on the right path and you're getting better every single day and we need to track your progress and I've been doing that so thank you for that 
Right on. I love hearing that. And you are doing really well right now on your own um, path to recovery. So I am extremely proud of you as well for that. Thank you. I would love to ask what other client that you have had in, the, in looking at your past history as a sports therapist, what is a client that's really touched your heart? So probably one of the top ones that really touched me and that really uh, kind of helped forge the path of where I'm at now, helping people um, get out of chronic pain um, was when I was 26. So this is almost uh, six years ago. I was a personal trainer. And I think at the time I was going through a certification process to become a corrective exercise specialist. And uh, a client came into my life uh, that uh, had extreme severe back pain to the point where he was on deck to pay $10,000 for a deductible on a back surgery. And it, his surgery wasn't scheduled for another, I think it was another three or four months. And he was seeing the top back surgeon at UC Davis. And he had gone through every single form of therapy you can imagine. Chiropractic, PT, acupressure, acupuncture, just you, you name it, this man went through it. And then he got to the surgeon level and the surgeon says, this is your only option. You've tried everything else. There is, there is, this is it. This is all you've got left. And he had tried everything for years to avoid that point. But I'm also a very big believer of uh, everything kind of happening for a reason. And he came into my life at that right time for a specific reason. And, you know, I, I didn't have half of the skills and experience and knowledge that I have right now. Uh, but I had a belief. I had a belief that I could do something to help this man out. And he had a he had somewhat of a belief in me too, to at least give it a shot. He was at least open-minded and had a belief enough just to at least give it a shot. You know, I'm this 26 year old personal trainer saying that this, this top level surgeon at UC Davis of all hospitals saying that he's wrong. I like, I'm just had this belief that, you know, this man wasn't having his pain all day, every day. It was something that would trigger really fast. It'd be an 11 out of 10 pain. It would take him to his knees and then it'd come and go. It would, it would leave just as quick as it came and then he'd be fine. But it was, some, it was extremely severe for him. So in my head, I thought, you know, there's something that he is doing on the day-to-day -day that is creating his pain. Otherwise, it would always be there. Right. So um, my goal, I told him from day one, was to discover what that trigger is. I was going to try to recreate his pain so that we can come up with a strategy to, um, to um, work through it, if you will. Mm -hmm. And one day, about five, four or five weeks into training and me trying to discover that, he was getting some water. He was filling up his water cup and he was bent over a little bit and he came up and boom, it hit him. Finally, we recreated the pain. So I was like, we're going to try to recreate that again. It's like, do exactly what you did and I'm going to, I'm going to really watch this. So he did it and boom, it fired again. And I discovered that he had his hip cocked over to one side. And when he would let pressure off of that hip is when it would fire on him and it would bring him straight to his knees. 
So after recreating it about three or four times, I didn't want to, I didn't want to hurt the dude any more than I already needed to, you know? So, uh, plus he was like, man, how many more times do we have to do this? This does not feel good right now. You know, I was like, geez. Recreate the pain over and over. Exactly. You know, like looking back at it now, I probably, what I should have done is the very first time I should have just recorded it once. Right. And then I could slow the video down, break it down and all that. No, but I made him do it over and over again. Just to be sure, I guess, you know, so I just, I said right there, boom, that's it. That's what's creating your pain. Now you could still have some stuff structurally wrong in there, but that's the mechanism that's causing the trigger of your pain. Mm -hmm. So then I was able to come up with training strategies and exercises to help, um, to help work through that and to strengthen the structures around it to bring the overall integrity up of everything together. And we also created the awareness there, right? He has awareness now of what his trigger is, if you will. So now he's been empowered with that awareness. And I told him to recognize when he's falling into these certain positions throughout his day. So now that he has the awareness, now he can start to celebrate small victories. And he can start to recognize those small victories throughout the day on activities and things that would normally have that thing fire on him, but now they're not because he's aware of it. And we're also come up with a strategy to help strengthen things up to where he doesn't automatically just fall into these patterns. And uh, fast forward two months later, that man ripped up his paperwork for his back surgery. Wow. That's his $10,000 back surgery that he was told he needed to have. Oh, that was his last option. You're at the end of the road, pal. And you know, your deductible is 10,000, but this is your only option by the top back surgeon in UC Davis. And this little 26-year-old personal trainer <laughs> found the, the, the key, if you will, to unlock the box of success for him. And uh, he continued to you know, build off of his small victories. And uh, you know, I, I just talked to him this morning. And he lives up in Idaho now. And he's, he's doing great. He's you know, still, no, still no back surgery. And he's just living his dreams right now in retirement. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I can see why you're so extremely passionate about this work and healing people to the point where they don't need surgery. They don't need to be in pain anymore. You do that for people. That's really awesome, Kevin. I I, I wanted to ask, um, so we talked a little bit about your shift, right? You went through these injuries as a personal trainer and that kind of led you down this journey to being a massage, uh, sports medicine therapist. I'd love to know, like, what did you have to overcome? What limiting decision did you need to overcome in order to switch gears like that and start your own practice? Great question. Great question. And I've struggled with this thing for quite a few years. And it wasn't up until recently that I've started getting over those self-limiting belief patterns and, uh, and fears, if you will. Um, and that catalyst, um, like, well, I, first of all, I have no formal degree in anything, right? No formal degree at all. And yet, um, 
you know, the, when people come and find me is usually through failed experiences with doctors and chiropractors and PTs, all these people that uh, go through tons of education and experience and pay lots of money to get these titles of where they're at, right? And then we hold these people onto these pedestals uh, because of their titles. They're supposed to have the answers for us, if you will, right? Because they have that title. Um, and me, however, I don't have any of those, those formal, really, really high edu levels of education titles. So my kind of struggles personally have been with, well, I'm competing with these guys mm. and I'm getting great results and people are very happy and getting back into normal life again after 10, 15, 20 years of being in chronic pain and tried all these different forms of traditional therapies and hitting a, a dead end on every single one of them. So my struggle has always been, well, devaluing my own service and my own value that I can provide to people just because I don't have that specific title. So just because I don't have that title, does that mean what I can do for somebody is of less value than those other professionals? Because those are medical professionals and legally, I am not a medical professional. Mm -hmm. Massage is not recognized in America as a medical in intervention in most states especially California, which is extremely unfortunate, but it's just the reality of it. And I've come up with a way to be able to put all of my skills together, personal training and corrective exercise, along with the bodywork therapies together to be able to still compete with these people. And it's been a struggle for me to say, well, well, who am I? My own worth, like self-worth because of that, because I'd always look at their titles and I'd be like scared, if you will. Uh, because they had more information than me, but no, now I, I've stepped into this new kind of awareness and space of, no, I'm just as valuable, if not more valuable than, than these medical professionals that we hold to such pedestals. And just look at a lot of the, you know, uh, complaints that people have when it comes to those forms of Western medicine, that it just doesn't work out for them. Right, so. exactly. There's a time and a space for it. The issue is that in our culture, in Western medicine, the medical community is there for emergencies. It's kind of like this is the last stitch effort. You've let your health go or you've let yourself deteriorate. And so now what we're going to do is we're going to treat your symptomology. And that's really kind of where Western medicine has its place. And Thank you to our doctors and nurses. We Absolutely. need you. you know, it's mm -hmm. just that what are we doing to prevent needing to go to that place of medical emergency? That's what I hear you saying, Kevin, is you have different information that can support people in, in long-term health. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have, I have different information, information that they probably haven't heard in a the way that I present it to them. But the biggest thing that I really kind of pride myself on is, is giving the time necessary to understand someone's situation. I want to put the personal back into personal care. And that's where I feel like it's been stripped from a lot of our Western medicine just because of the system. It's not the doctor's fault. It's not the PT's fault. It's not the Kairos fault. It's none of their faults. It's just the system, which is why I've gone through the unbeaten path and create forged my own way where I don't have that ceiling of, of time 
and uh, what I'm able to provide for my clients. So like the very first session with me is at least two hours long. And the reason why it's that long is because I want to, I want to listen. I want to sit there and I want to listen about how you got to where you're at, even if, especially if you've been in your current, you know, injured state for 15, 20 years. That's a long time to have chronic pain. There's certain emotions that have come with that. There's certain self-limiting belief patterns and feelings of hope and everything that come along with that too. I want to learn about that. And I want to learn about everything that you've tried that hasn't worked. And, uh, um, I, and that, it's only then can I start to really understand about how you got to where you're at and not just come up with like bodywork strategies or specific exercises to help you get out of it, but also to help you create that awareness in yourself and that belief within yourself that, and that hope that you can get better. And um, the only way to do that is if you spend enough time with your clients and your patients and ask them questions and, and validate their experiences. And, you know, what breaks my heart the most is when people come into my office and they say, you know, yeah, my back hurts. It's been hurting for a long time. Doctors taking MRIs and x-rays and ultrasounds and it all comes back negative. And he just tells me it's in my head. Mm. There, that's, there's no, no, that's absolutely unethical as far as I'm concerned to sell not validate someone's experience, not validate their pain just because it doesn't show up on image, right. you know, um, it's going to require a little bit more investigative work and looking at the whole body as a whole. And that's also, you know, there's probably some, some, uh, there's a lot of space in there for the kind of work that you do too with that, especially if someone's been in chronic pain for so long, there's an emotional, there's a tra trauma that's experienced with that too, that they kind of need to heal through psychologically. And, you know, that's kind of like the work that you do, you know, and your work is the healing, the tra trauma and the psychological value that we hold on that. And what I go in there is I try to, and I go in there and I work on the physical, you know, the physical mechanism of what goes on and, and hold that space for them to share their story, which, you know, that gives them that release. They can release that. It's out there. They, they put, placed it in somebody. And what that does too, is it makes them feel better about what they're going through because somebody is validating it and listening to it. And what that does for our relationship as a, um, as a uh, therapeutic relationship, if you will, is the fact that uh, they start to build trust in me because I'm actually giving them the time and the space to be able to express their situation and how they got there and their feelings and emotions behind that. And that's the foundation of starting the healing process is you've got to have trust in your, your whoever's going to be providing whatever kind of intervention they're going to do in your life. You have to trust that person yeah. and you have to believe in them too. And they have to believe in themselves. And, and it's, and then that starts to really build that, that therapeutic partnership and relationship that you guys can um, share together. And that the, the me as the practitioner, I, I use all of that information to come up with, uh, a progressive model plan to help get you to doing the things in life you want to be doing again, no matter what it is. I love that. It's so important for people to realize that, you know, one thing that you said is when we go through these different traumas and stuff like that, even though you might not 
be reliving that trauma every single day, your body remembers. Your body remembers injuries. Your body remembers trauma. Your body remembers negative emotional, significant emotional events that happen. And, you know, it's working at two levels. The one level is how can I heal my mind so that my mind can heal my body? And then the other level is how can I support my body in doing the healing that it needs to be done? Because sometimes we just need that little bit of extra support, which is what you give to people. And Kevin, one thing is I've seen your business explode in the past six months or so. I would love to, for you to share kind of how well your business is doing, like how has it shifted and exploded so quickly? Get, throw us some numbers. So like, how are you doing in January and how are you doing now? Sure. Uh, so in January, I still hadn't, uh, I still had to be closed. Um, I hadn't opened it back up, but I was working part-time with a chiropractor uh, who was extremely limiting me and my creative flow and what I could provide with people. And in January, I made $293. Mm. That was my income for the entire month. Wow. And, um, you know, I was able to open back up my practice in April. I left working in that chiropractic place. And it was when I left that all my creative juices started flowing because I was kind of pushed into a corner. I signed my very first uh, office lease on my own. Um, I've always subleased. So someone else has always had to lease and then I leased from them, right? So I never had my own contract. And that was very scary for me, but it put me up against a corner. I stepped into that fear of that and still held on to a belief within me. And in uh, last month, um, so in January, I made $293 for the whole month. Last month in May, that was May, right? Yes, in May. In May, I made $5,500. All just through body work and uh, a service that I provide. So exponential growth, extremely fast, and it's only getting more and more and more. I had, uh, I had 24 appointments in April, the first month I opened, and I started from scratch again. I didn't have a full list of clientele coming back to me. I completely rebranded, decided I'm not going to go the traditional spa route of doing the relaxation massage stuff. No, we are going to gear this towards alternative forms of pain therapy. And um, I started bringing in other techniques and modalities and tools. So I have a wide variety of techniques and tools that I use now that has shaped uh, what, I, what I create. And the way I put it together is what really what makes it special. And I discovered that all along the path of, um, of kind of discovering kind of what it is that I'm trying to do. And I discovered that there was a huge hole in our medical world uh, in, in America. And I, that got confirmed uh, when I was working with that chiropractor that there was just a lot of holes. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to fill that. And the biggest hole for me at the time was, was the whole time thing. There's not enough time spent with these people to understand what's going on. So it was when that happened and I started putting that out there into the universe and uh, really believing it within myself that I can create this change for people and give other people alternative forms of therapy. That's when everything started exponentially growing. You know, nobody knew who I was or what I did at that point, but the few people that would get referred to me, I took that and I would run with it. You know, I, I gave them the, the service level that, that what they deserved and what they were paying for. 
and they had never experienced anything like that before. They're like, this is completely not what I thought what was going to be when I came in to see you. You know, my music's changed now. I'll play, I'll play old school rock. I'll play hip hop. <laughs> I'll play reggae. You know, with the lights kind of turned up. You don't have to. You don't have to disrobe under the table. You know, most of my clientele now are like relatively clothed, and we're working on very specific issues and injuries that they have. Um, and then they get an exercise plan afterwards. And it's just, it, it's kind of along the path. I had no idea what it was going to look like six months ago, yeah. but along the path, things were revealed to me and I started implementing those things. And it all started from a belief that I could create the change. That's what I want people to hear is number one, you had that belief that you could create the change. Number two, when you want to be doing something and there's really no space for it, that is your opportunity to create something that doesn't exist. And that's what I hear you saying, Kevin, is you're like, I didn't really fit in this industry. I didn't really fit over here. I tried traditional massage with the twinkly music and that just wasn't really me. Right. Right, So I'm going to be me and see what happens. I couldn't have put it any better than myself, Rachel. That's a literally exactly what happened. As soon as I quit that chiropractic office and I signed that dotted line on that contract, I felt like my wings just spread. And I still had no idea what it looked like at that point. But each day I woke up with that belief and that fire still within me and also the awareness that had been created to recognize things when they come my way because of all the internal work that I have done over the last six months getting out of my depressive state from help with my mentor, you know? She helped, she kind of helped push me out of that hole. And then I took that momentum and ran with it. And I started working for a chiropractor who realized this is somebody who's putting that ceiling over me again. That ceiling of limitations of my own creative juices and what I can do for people. And I realized this isn't for me. So I jumped into the fear of the unknown and stepped into it. And I've had, I've had, eight years to build up into this, you know, a failure after failure, but you know, the, the fear and the failure, the absolute catalyst that drive that needle of life forward, you know, and it's during that process of you stepping into that, that you start to really discover your place and what you truly want and recognizing these, uh, these things that are coming into my life, uh, when they come in as opportunities. You know, when I first got into massage, I was totally against using any type of tools, you know, scraping tools, cupping, massage guns, uh, uh, KT taping, all that stuff. I was against all of it. I was like, I had this ego that just said, there's nothing that those tools can achieve that my hands can't. Mm -hmm. Well, the way I look at it now, I was kind of a self-limiting thing and just, uh, you know, not looking at the overall bigger picture and the overall potential of what these things can provide. So, you know, I got opportunities to be able to test some of this stuff out and I would, and I realized the value in, that they hold and where I could place those tools and techniques and everything in my treatments. So everything, every tool is strategically used. Every single technique is strategically used. Every single exercise is strategically prescribed. Everything is very strategic now, but it, it wasn't until I, um, broke free from the the attachments you know what you said something earlier today on the on your on your webinar that i attended which i love by the way you (laughs) said you felt like you were running on a treadmill with anchors on your feet yeah and then it was you know i guess it was uh it was genius unlocked came and kind of cut those anchors out and now all of a sudden you were able to really progress forward 
Well, that's what kind of happened with me when I left this chiropractic job. You know, I was running with anchors on my feet. This chiropractic place really wanted me to help them build a physical therapy department. And uh, they wanted me to do all this extra stuff, but they, they didn't value me enough to kind of include me on payroll with certain things, right? So um, I value myself to the point where I just won't create something for you for free. Um, and uh, realize that this is just not where I want to go. So as soon as I broke away from that, broke away from my safety net, you know, that was a little bit of a safety net, even though it wasn't a whole lot of money. It was a guarantee. I broke away from that guarantee and stepped into the unknown and the fear and scared of scared as heck of that failure. Right. But it was during that I felt like I was living, you know, I was alive, like, holy smokes, these nerves that are creeping up inside me and being pushed up against the corner. This is life. This is living right here. This is exciting. You know, like, sure, it's, it's nerve wracking to a degree, but that's life. That's, 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 that's living right there as far as I'm concerned. And the power to be able to create whatever I want. There's no ceiling now. There's no limitations. And once I stepped into that and started getting excited about it, everything just started happening. I literally went from zero to 100 within uh, about a week. Wow. And uh, I, I, I remember thinking at one point, too, this is very significant. I remember thinking um, about three or four weeks into opening up in April of 2021, my own office. Um, I remember thinking, man, this isn't happening fast enough. Mm. You know, this is not happening fast enough. I was like, when is it going to happen? When's the thing that's going to happen? I continue to believe myself. I continue to, to, to check the boxes each day. I continue to have passion for it and everything and record videos and posting on social media and da, 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 da. I'm doing all the right things. Right. Yeah. And I was like, when, why isn't it happening? It wasn't happening fast enough. And it was in that moment right there when I was filled with anxiety and nerves and everything, fear. Yeah that I had to stop myself. Something inside of me stopped. And I said, whoa, I gotta take a step back. So I took a step back and took a look from the outside in of what was really happening. And I realized, holy smokes, I've signed up four new people this week. Wow. Like the appointments aren't this week or today, they're in the future, Right. but I, I have scheduled four new people this week. Those are brand new patients or clients for me that once they discover what I do, because that was my whole message from day one was I just need to have people discover me. More people just need to know what I do. I started telling all my clients, don't call me a massage therapist because I'm not candles and waxes and ocean sounds and all of that stuff. No, this is completely different. Something that people haven't experienced before, right? And uh, as soon as I took that step back and realized, okay, I've scheduled four new people this week for the future. So I'm setting myself up in the future to have contact with four brand new people who have their own contacts, their own family and friends and people that they work with, who we're all in aches and pains. We all have them. We all have old injuries that creep up. We all need help with all this stuff. And nobody's, it seems for the most part, I'm not going to discredit all PTs and chiropractors. They're not all horrible at all. But, you know, a grand majority of the people that I see aren't getting the answers that they're looking for. And I realize that now I have four new opportunities to get referral bases off of those four people. And then honestly, it was in that moment, I stepped back and I looked, I looked from outside looking in, if you will, and said, wow, it is happening right now. <laughs> it's happening right now. 
but yeah. it's just not happening fast enough because we all want this instant immediate gratification and results right but that's not how it works that's not even how it works with rehab and and getting over injuries and all of that it's it's it's, it's the it's but it, it's important to take a step back and take a look at the overall bigger picture don't lose uh this what's the saying don't lose the sight of the forest for the trees right you know like so in that moment i was able to I took a breath yeah. and I felt good. I felt hope and I felt passion again and hunger for wanting to build off of those four people. And then literally a week after that, boom, I'm almost busier than I actually can handle. <laughs> busier than, yeah. No, I'm so glad you said that because for anybody that's wanting to start a new chapter or a whole new book, right? Like stepping into something new and it, it can be scary. It absolutely can be scary. It's what you've heard from me. It's what you've heard from Kevin. It's like, you have to leave who you were before, or who you thought you were going to be in order to do something new. And in that place where you're building something brand new, it can be a little bit scary. Like, when is this going to pay off? When is this going to pay off? Yet, I promise you that if you do what Kevin is telling you to do and celebrate the small wins, celebrate the markers of success, celebrate, I got four new clients. That's a big deal. That's mm -hmm. Maybe that's not going to feed me for the rest of my life, yet I need to celebrate the fact that I'm making progress in my business. And this is a snowball that I'm pushing down a hill. It's just going to gain more and more and more traction, more momentum, more speed. And it's uh, now I'm unstoppable. And so I'm really glad that you said that. That's so cool. Yes. And you absolutely are right. That, that was a small victory that I was overlooking because I was, I missed the sight of the forest for the trees. You know, I was like, it's not happening right now, but that's a very good reminder. I didn't actually think about that. That was a point where I needed to sit there and celebrate that small victory. I should have celebrated each one of those new people as they made those appointments, each as a small victory on its own. Mm -hmm. And that probably, if I would have looked into that, because I'm still dealing with this stuff too, right? It's, we're always continuing to progress and, and we fall into old patterns every once in a while. Then we climb ourselves back out. Then we remember, oh, okay, there's the lesson and all that, right? So if I would have done that in the moment, I probably never would have got to the point where I had an anxiety attack about how come it's not happening right now. It's not happening fast enough. So even in the moment, sometimes I still tend to forget but it's, it's, that's why we have to just continue to be aware and the yeah. awareness factor. I lost that awareness very briefly and allow my head to spiral out of control. But if I would have done, practiced what I preach, then I probably would have avoided that state. My very first coach that I ever hired would, because he knew that it made me really uncomfortable, he would say, shake your butt. Every time, every time I enrolled a client, every time I put myself out there, every time I did anything at all, he's like, shake your butt. I love it. Shake your tail feather. I love it. <laughs> it just made me laugh because I was like, what? Like, it's shocking, right? You're like, why would I do that? But it's it, that, so now every time I make a sale or something, I still have him in my head. Shake your butt. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's immediate like, yeah. I can, I can laugh, I can celebrate. This is moving me forward. I'm happy about this. Absolutely. Celebrate that small victory. 
Because you're building habits, man, habits, healthy habits for routine. And that will always lead to success. I love it. No matter what your goal is in business and life, hobbies, we're all beginners at some point with stuff, you know, um, but that's, it's important to celebrate those very, very, very small wins. No matter how minute it seems like they are in the moments, they ultimately lead to something great. Absolutely. So one of the last questions, I just wanted to ask you, Kevin, is there anything that's on your heart to share with listeners, like any piece of advice that you would leave with them, or what do you really want people to know? So, well, don't be afraid to break the rules, Mm. right? Don't be afraid to break the rules in life. Like for me, like I followed the rules. I went to massage school and I started doing what everyone else was doing, right? And and doing what everyone else is doing, I get what everyone else is get, what everyone else gets, which is kind of like just mediocre, you know. Um, but I wasn't I wasn't happy with that. So I would say break the rules and don't settle for mediocrity. Like always continue to strive for your a- absolute wildest dreams. Don't settle for mediocrity. You don't settle for anything less than what you truly want and desire and continue to look at those small victories that you are achieving on a very daily basis. That's going to lead you to that. Do you have to write them down? Write them down. I highly recommend that actually, because then it's on paper and you can see it and have a constant reminder of what your, your, your victories are at, because there are going to be bumps in the road. There are going to be times that you feel low, not motivated, the passions kind of died a little bit. We're all human, you know, and that's absolutely normal. And, but if you have something visual that you can remind yourself of, uh, of those small victories and also remembering the belief of why you started in the first place, one person with belief absolutely is going to trump over a hundred people with intent, right? You have to have that belief. That's the foundation where it all starts. And don't lose that, that belief. And for me, as, as, as soon as I started breaking the rules, like, you know, the chiropractor said, you know, not to use any, um, use any, any tools in, in my treatments. What did I do? I started using cupping. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, guess, and guess who benefited from it? And guess who loved it? And guess who was extremely happy with uh, everything? Well, the people that really mattered in the situation, and that was the patients and the clients. Right. And that was my, my, my most, my, a big, huge lesson for me of, you know, I'm going to break the rules a little bit. You know, I'm not going to hurt anybody. I can legally do this stuff. I can ethically do this stuff. So why not? So, and in doing that, I started to forge my own path about how I want to do these things. And that is where the magic happens. I love it. Brilliant. So last question. This is just a fun question. I don't know why I wanted to ask you this, but what do you want people to know about me? Ooh, I like this one. I like this one. So I've known Rachel. I know Rachel a lot more personally than I did before she became a life coach, but I still knew her to a huge degree before she was a life coach too. And Rachel, you are someone, I look at where you've gone in the last uh, just over a year and how much exponential growth that you have gone through in that amount of time. And then I think about 
how, how, how much you had to have absolutely stepped into that fear time and time and time again, that fear and that failure that were presented to all of us. And for you to experience the exponential growth that you have in such a short amount of time, you had to have, uh, you had to continue to step in that constantly, constantly stepping into that realm and that arena of fear and failure and really discovering who you truly are in that moment. And when I'm around you now, I've been in this game of being a business owner for eight years. I've been a progressive model of a couple of different um, businesses and career paths to lead to where I'm at right now. But now all of those that started, that where it started with personal training too, all of them come together for me to create that what I have now. Um, and it's taken a really long time to get there for me. And I've been scared a lot of those fears and I've chosen not to step into those a lot in my past. And I'm continuing to still work on that now. And the more that I do step into that fear and that realm of failure, uh, I learn a little bit more about myself and what really truly drives me to be better in life and to help people. And I'm reminded about that every single time I'm around you. I'm reminded of, you know, of what stepping into that fear realm could you know, change for my life and what I could really create my, your true potential, uh, because you, you've, you've killed it in this last little over a year and, uh, you know, like completely switching careers completely like that's extremely scary, extremely scary, especially, you know, when you are in, in your thirties and you're supposed to be kind of society says we're supposed to be established and whatever we're going to do by this time. Right. Well, break the rules because that's not always the path, right? Your own intuition, your own self-beliefs told you you should be elsewhere. You should be putting your time, energy, and money and resources elsewhere, something that truly drives you. And you went out and you did that. And I'm sure you had some haters. I'm sure you had some people saying, oh, you're crazy for doing it and everything. But guess what? None of that mattered because you believed it for yourself. And look where that belief has taken you. So you remind me to not give up on myself. And that's very, very important to me. And I am so proud of the growth that you've gone through in the, in the last year, little over a year. And uh, I, you inspire me. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. People can't see my face, but I'm blushing. I'm grinning from ear to ear. I'm so lit up. Thank you so much, Kevin. You know, one thing we have in common is we didn't fit, you know, in this, this is what I'm supposed to do. And yet, it doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't seem right to me. I don't, I'm not thriving here. And if I have to create it myself, I will. And that's, that's what I want our listeners to walk away with is do whatever you want to do, even if yeah. it doesn't exist yet, just create yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And that's where the excitement is. That's where you're living. If it's scary, you're probably in the right space for it. You know, just just go for it let your spread your wings and take that leap and hold on to the belief and celebrate those small victories because that's what's going to lead into the habits and the routine for your success i love it thank you so much for Ke for coming today kevin we i really appreciate it i know my listeners really got a lot of value from today so thanks so much kevin before we leave i wanted to ask where can our listeners find you if they're looking to follow you, get in touch with you? Where can they find you? So uh, they can find me online. You can follow my uh, my Instagram account is uh, at Fair Oak Sports Therapy. 
And um, you can also find me at my website, which has my contact info attached to it as well, all of my personal contact info. And that website is www.fairoaksportstherapy.com. Beautiful. And I will link those in the show notes for everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you. This, uh, just so everyone knows, this is my very first podcast being a guest and I had a blast. Uh, thank you so much for being a great interviewer, Rachel. You are an amazing soul. You're amazing at what you do. I, I can't wait to get some more personal work from you too. Rachel's actually my coach right now. So I cannot wait to dive deeper into all of that. And um, yeah, I just I can't wait to see where you go in life and what you continue to achieve and the lives that you continue to touch and change. Thank you. Same to you. Same to you. Well, thank you so much, everyone. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of my coaching programs, you can reach me directly at coachrachelbailey.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.